In today's episode, I want to discuss a recent constructive dismissal case in which an employee was awarded €25,000 and four observations that I have. Hey, it's Terry Gorry and this is the Terry Gorry Podcast. which I read about, decision published there last week. Today is the 3rd of November 2021. In this constructive dismissal case, I think that there's four very valuable lessons that you can take from it, or at least I have four observations that I want to share with you. Constructive dismissal, just to be clear, is a situation where the employee resigns from the employment on the basis that they can't put up with the conduct of the employer any further, and they are saying that essentially and de facto they are being dismissed. So it's a constructive dismissal case. There's four observations I would make. The first one is, and it's not necessarily to do with this case, but there's a recent piece of research carried out by a solicitor, a colleague of mine, who has looked at 200 WRC cases concerning unfair dismissal over the last period of time. And he looks at and tells us about the success rate. But in the constructive dismissal category, only 14% were successful. 14%. Clearly, that's something that you need to take into account if you're thinking of bringing a claim for constructive dismissal. In other words, you're quitting your job and bringing a claim. Second observation I would make, having looked at or reviewed this particular case, It involved a security person and a supermarket. The gentleman in question did win his claim. He won 25,000 euros, but as I say, in general, and as a general proposition, and looking at the data, the chances of succeeding with a constructive dismissal claim are small, extremely small. The second thing I would say is in relation to this particular case that I reviewed, It went on over six days. It actually went on over six days. Now, I know the COVID situation has prevented physical hearings. I know that there has been problems with the virtual hearings and so on, but generally they go fairly well. But if you consider the cost, legal costs, if there's representation on either side in the case that you're involved in, and it goes to six separate days, that soon amounts to serious money. So you need to consider the question of representation. You need to consider the question of getting dragged into a sort of a quicksand or a mire of litigation and adjournments and witnesses being available and not being available and so on. But six days, this particular case went on. And even if it only went for two hours every day, it's still a lot of disturbance to any business. It's a lot of cost, it's a lot of time. The third observation I would make in relation to this or this particular video uh, and arising from the case is the adjudication officer referred again to the test for constructive dismissal and essentially there's two tests. There's the contract test and there is the reasonableness test and it's an either or test. In other words, if the employee can prove that the contract was breached by the employer and the employer was behaving in a way that essentially repudiated the contract, then the employee will 
prove their case. That's the contract test. The alternative test is the reasonableness test. This is a test which looks at the behaviour or conduct of the parties and essentially looks at the conduct or behaviour of the employer and seeing was that behaviour so unreasonable that no person could be expected to tolerate it any further and the employee was therefore entitled to resign and succeed with her claim. That's the third observation I'd make. But what I would reiterate is that it's a not an and test. And not, in other words, it's not a contract and reasonableness test. You don't need to prove both. You need to prove one of them though. So it's either proving a breach of the contract test or a breach of the reasonableness test, which has been widely accepted in constructive dismissal cases as being one of the required proofs. So there are four things that I would take, or four observations I'd make having read that. One, the difficulty in general of winning a constructive dismissal case. Two, the danger in any case of it being adjourned and going on over a number of days with the consequent cost implications in terms of finances and time. Three, the test is a constructive or is a breach of contract test or reasonableness test. The fourth thing that you or that I observed was this reiteration by the adjudication officer again of a test in a particular case, it's an Ulster Bank case, it's to do with an obligation of the employee to engage with and invoke whatever grievance procedure might be available, might be available in the workplace before resigning. Without doing that, the employee is going to have an extremely hard time proving that they were justified in leaving because generally you would have to invoke the grievance procedure in the workplace and generally you have to show that your employee was reasonable in trying to sort out the problem and the employee in doing so gave the opportunity to the employer to sort out the issue. So there are the four observations. One, the test as to reasonableness and or contract but it's an either or test. Two, the success rate in constructive dismissal cases is small. Three, you need to use the internal grievance procedure. And four, consider the cost of getting involved in a case or hearing that might go on multiple days because of adjournments and unavailability of witnesses and so on. And this particular case that I'm referring to actually had six outings, which is stomach churning quite frankly if you're paying a solicitor and a barrister perhaps for representation thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode